And thank you for listening to today's episode of JTCast, the official podcast of the Journal of Athletic Training. I'm your host, Luke Donovan. For this second episode of the month, I will discuss another article from the upcoming issue of JT titled, Devising a Pace-Based Definition for the Wall, an Observational Analysis of Marathoners, Subjective Experience of Fatigue, by Dr. Calva Daugherty and colleagues from University College Dublin. As a reminder, the article discussed today can be found on the JAT website, natajournals.org. And please remember that all content from JAT is open access to all readers, thanks to the funding of the National Athletic Trainers Association. First step, surveying the scene. On the previous episode of the month, I discussed that a systematic review with meta-analysis found positive architectural changes to the bicep femoris following eccentric strength changes that may help explain the mechanism in which eccentric hamstring training is effective at reducing hamstring strain rates among field athletes. For this second episode, we will discuss the creation of a pace-based definition of hitting the wall during marathon running. The marathon is one of the most participated sporting events across the world. Runners vary greatly between age, ability, and training programs. Each year, nearly a half million people complete a marathon within the United States alone. As part of the marathon experience, many races will publicly post race results online, which include runners' finish ranking, finish times, splits, age, sex, and hometown. Aside from allowing participants to compare themselves, researchers have been able to mine the data to learn more about race performance. For example, records from the Boston, Chicago, and London marathons led researchers to define that racers who had an even or negative split time, meaning their second half splits were equal or faster than their first half splits, were likely to finish the 42.2 kilometers in under three hours. Whereas runners with positive splits or ran the second half at a slower pace finished the race over three hours. These results reconfirm that pacing or the actual distribution of speed, power, and energy across the marathon or any sporting event is a determinant of endurance performance. The disruption of one's pace during a long-distance endurance race, such as a marathon, is commonly referred to as hitting the wall. This phenomenon is described by runners as an unintentional slowing of pace, desire to walk, and a mentality that shifts from performing to surviving to simply finish the race. Why it is referred to as the wall is that the onset has been described as more abrupt rather than a gradual progression. The cause of the wall is a combination of factors such as peripheral fatigue affecting skeletal and heart musculature, central fatigue affecting the brain that may accumulate a high concentration of neurotransmitters and or depletion of neurochemicals, and finally, a self-regulatory fatigue where perceived exertion and discomfort change the neuromuscular recruitment and voluntary exercise behavior. The probability of hitting the wall increases across the first 75% of the race, peaking at 32 kilometers, and then decreases over the last 25%. The wall has been studied through various subjective questionnaires that did not include the runners pacing across the race. Considering the influence pacing has on overall endurance performance, perhaps this measure can assist with further identifying hitting the wall when subjective questionnaires are not available. As such, runners, coaches, researchers could use pace to identify the prevalence of hitting the wall across different races and across different conditions such as temperature, elevation change, and other environmental factors.
Therefore, the purpose of the study was to identify whether pace could be used to classify hitting the wall in marathon runners. The authors achieved their aim by identifying marathon runners who hit the wall using established subjective questionnaires and then determining whether pace information could accurately predict those same individuals. Participants were recruited during the Marathon Expo event prior to the KBC Dublin Marathon. All marathon runners are required to attend the expo, as this is where race numbers and race chips are provided to the runner. Attendees who were at least 18 years of age and approached the author's recruitment stand were eligible to participate in the study. Prior to the race, participants were requested to complete a pre-race survey that was comprised of questions pertaining to their age, height, mass, training behavior, recent race times, previous marathon experiences, and target finish time. Individuals with an anticipated finish time of more than four hours and 30 minutes were excluded as this finish time was thought to imply a predetermined walk-run pace strategy. All participants were provided a post-race questionnaire 48 hours after completing the marathon. This questionnaire was the validated subjective questionnaire to determine whether the runner hit the wall during the race. A runner was said to have hit the wall if they experienced three of the four subjective events. Generalized fatigue, unintentional slowing of pace, desire to walk, or shifting focus to survival. In addition to the subjective questionnaires, the authors had access to objective split times by way of the runner's personal GPS device and cross-checked uh, these devices with the in-race split times provided by the marathon's website. 83 runners completed both pre- and post-race questionnaires within the allotted time frame provided by the research team. Of the 83 runners, 13 were deemed to have experience hitting the wall. The analysis found that the time to complete the slowest split relative to the remaining splits and the standard deviation in the split time were both predictive of hitting the wall. This analysis translated to, runners were classified as having experience hitting the wall if they ran any single one kilometer segment 11% slower than the average of the remaining 41 one-kilometer segments of the race, or if the standard deviation of the normalized one-kilometer split times exceeded 0.0532. Using a five-kilometer interval, runners were classified as experienced hitting the wall if they ran any single five-kilometer segment 7% slower than the average of the remaining seven five-kilometer segments of the race or if the standard deviation of the normalized five-kilometer split time exceeded 0.0346. The findings of the study show that pace can be used to identify runners who hit the wall during a marathon without subjective questionnaires. The intentions of the study were not to necessarily replace subjective questionnaires for identifying hitting the wall, as this event is a multifaceted in nature but to provide an objective alternative when obtaining questionnaires is not feasible. Also, the subjective data-driven approach may prove to uncover more physical information as it relates to hitting the wall. The information obtained from the study can be applied by athletes, coaches, and researchers to further capture the prevalence of hitting the wall across numerous scenarios and potential factors influencing the onset. Future studies can build from this foundation and be expanded across other races and even during training. Hopefully, runners can identify signs during their training that may predict hitting the wall during a race so that they can modify the regiment to avoid the wall. Well, that's it for today's JT cast. Please remember to rate and subscribe to the podcast, which is available on iTunes, 
Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, and Stitcher. You can find out more information about upcoming podcasts and other JAT events on our Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram accounts at JAT underscore NATA. Thank you for listening and keep a lookout for next month's JAT cast. Mm-hmm.